Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Sheree Felice, and this week I'm speaking with Michael Wu, the founder of My Taiwan Tours. Listen in as we discuss his tour company and how COVID-19 has affected his business. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm great. So tell me, why did you start My Taiwan Tours? Because about six years ago, I thought a lot of travel agencies, like you know, can take care of the foreign traveler. And also, I think Taiwan Tourism make up a professional English website, yeah, to show the real beauty of Taiwan. Oh, I see. I see. So you use your expertise to be able to entice more foreigners to come to Taiwan. Yes, correct. Oh, I see. What made you think there was a lack in that sector? Yeah, because I thought I love you know English travel content. You know, talking about Taiwan. Like most of, for example, the Taiwan Tourism Bureau of the website talking about you know the attraction and also like talking about like yearly or they talk about the geological parts, but they don't talk about you know what really interesting parts like what really motivate you to come to Taiwan. Though I see. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. And. Does your company only cater to English foreigners, or do you have many other types of languages that you cater oh, to? Oh yeah, in catering, English, Spanish, Italian, French, and Japanese. But English and Japanese are most of our visitor we receiving for now. Oh okay. Why do you think that is? Yeah, a lot of English speaking foreigners, for example, like uh, Singapore and Philippines. Because it's close to Taiwan, but if it's a problem for people from the states or from Europe, usually you don't find a lot of people come to Taiwan because they don't know the destination well. For example, still a lot of people confusing about Taiwan Thailand. Oh, of course, I I know, I know. I'm part Taiwanese, yeah. and people always say, "Oh my God, I love Thai food." Whenever I tell them I'm yeah. Taiwanese. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like you know, I I think it's a very different challenge when we promote Taiwan, like you know, for the Asian country, like. They know Taiwan really, for example, Singapore or Philippines. The destination is very close to Taiwan, so we can do you know more in-depth products. But for people like from the states or from Europe, they don't really know about Taiwan. It takes like thirty hours to fly to Taiwan, so it's very difficult to promote to them unless you have a really great content to build up in sales product. No, I completely understand, especially yeah. since from New York to Taiwan, it's about a seventeen-hour flight. So to get people to do that, you really need some good content. Because Taiwan has beaches and mountains and beautiful nature. Why doesn't it have the same allure as like Thailand or Vietnam? I think we do have these kind of environments, but the thing is, we don't know how to promote it. You know, from foreigners angles. So I think it's a problem for now. Yeah. So for taking example, like Kanding, right? Kanding, I think a lot of people coming for a Kanding beach. I don't think like our government know how to promote, for example, Kanding not only for the beach, but I would say I'll promote diving part of Kanding, which we have a lot of beautiful coral reefs, like compared to any like other destination in Asia. Yeah, actually, that was yeah. that was something that I never knew. And I interviewed a free yeah. diver, and he told me that Taiwan has the most beautiful diving in the world. And you always hear, you know, the Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, like the Caribbean. These are the best diving. But he says he's dove in all those places, and Taiwan is the best. And it's crazy because I've never heard something like that. And you never hear of people coming to Taiwan to get their paddy diving certificate. Yeah, so it's really cheap compared to other destinations to get a paddy or a navi. 
Yeah, that didn't get long. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Yeah. It's really cheap, so it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. That's why I know like further like about camping, right? So I see like on the street a lot of Taiwan songs. I don't think it's really show the authentic of Taiwan though. So that's a problem for speaking about the customer journey. Like we don't really know what should we promote about Taiwan. Oh, yeah. so you're saying in Kending they try to act like Thailand a bit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. I didn't realize. That. Yeah, you get confused when you go to the street on the Kending. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like Taiwan as a whole doesn't really know its own identity and how to promote its yeah, own identity. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah, that's all about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and are you trying to help that? Yeah, so company we now taking care of the customer. We also have another brand media called Taiwan Thing. Yeah, so the Taiwan Thing talk about all the English travel content. You know, we talk about the local experience, local life. What Taiwanese do, like for example, like we want the best coffee shop in Taipei with the best restaurant. And yeah, that's a great idea. And what makes my Taiwan tours different from other tour companies that might be doing the same? Because maybe five years ago there were tour companies that didn't cater very much to foreigners, but now there are a lot. So what makes yours different? Two things I'll say is really different. Like first of all, like we do a customer tour. A customer tour is like from one person to a big group. You know, we can cater a different package to you. And also, like secondly, like you know, we have all our in-house training tour guides. So, for example, like right now the coronavirus yeah. can't impact the industry very much. So, instead of just wait and see, we spend so much time on, on the training, you know, for tour guides, also the internal staff. Oh, so yeah. you're doing a lot of training. Yeah, we do a lot of training in order when everything is bounced back, we are ready for the next stage. Okay, is the company doing well? Yeah, after March 17th, all the flights are better, right? So, any flight coming to foreign destination, you have to go self-quantity for 14 days. So everybody, the income comes to zero now. So you literally yeah. have zero bookings now? Yeah, zero booking. Yeah, correct. So wow. everything, yeah, back to uh, Stone Age again. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I think the first time in the history, like, you know, every country is better, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, as my angle, I see Taiwan compared to other Asian destinations is much safer to travel though. Oh, completely. All the cases increases is coming from foreign flights, right? Oh yeah. yeah, I completely agree with you. And also the amount of cases that we have with our proximity to China is very, yeah. very low. It's really well maintained in Taiwan yeah. so far. So I'll say for our strategy, I think not only like for our company, I think the government should stand out, you know, talking about it's safe to travel to Taiwan after, I don't know, April or May, you know, after it uh, increases cases slowing down. So I'll say it's the best time to travel to Taiwan though, yeah. Okay, so there's a lot of foreigners who are in Taiwan now. Would you say it's a good time for them to use your company to discover the island? That's what we are planning to, and also, you know, as coronavirus not really affected if you are on the open space, so we are actually creating package for outer space. Like for example, if you know uh, Hualien, there will be a lot of river tracking activity. It's really good for your health, and I definitely won't be affected by coronavirus, right? Right, exactly, because you're outside all the time. Yeah, the idea to increase some outdoor activity. And also, it's actually uh, the 
thing for Thai tourism for a rich mountain. So I think the mountain climbing is also another good opportunity for foreigners to discover Taiwan so far. And you say that you cater basically to every individual who comes through your doors. That's what makes you different, right? Yeah, correct. But how do you cater to every individual? So this is something really different for our tour company. Like we have own developer, we have our own engineer. You know, we call a customized tour system. So we are matching your profile. So once you filling out the inquiry, for example, you like you have two people coming to Taiwan. Your budget is two hundred dollars from the state. So we can customize your tour within forty minutes with your own itinerary. So if you don't like it, you know we can fix it right away. We have a one-on-one travel consultant. So you know can go through all your itinerary all the way until you start your tour in Taiwan. So it's taking uh, efficiency and also we make sure like everybody taking care by our travel consultant. I've heard a lot of people say, and tell me if you hear the same because you're in the tourism business. But yeah. anybody that has come here, they've always said Taiwan is one of the best countries I've ever been to, and I never knew yeah. anything about it. This is the funny part. We received the same feedback from our customers. So what I learned from those customers is very interesting number. So 60% of the customers actually coming from state or Europe, they travel to Taiwan because a few reasons, including a layover trip. You know, so Europe comes to Taiwan because they want to transfer to Australia, or state coming to Taiwan because they want to transfer to Asia, or you know, people you know travel to many different nations, but consider Taiwan as a 59 or 60 destination. So what happens is after you know people don't really have a lot of expectation about Taiwan. So once they come to Taiwan, they say, "Wow, oh my God, should be in my pocket list earlier." But you know, so they raise the expectation from zero to 60 easily. And we also have a conclusion, you know, from all the customers. I think Taiwan is actually hidden places or hidden treasure in Asia. <laughs> mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And best, the best food. That's what I've heard as well. Yeah, so, but I think this is an important part. Like things that a lot of people coming to Taiwan, they got surprises. So I think how we make sure a lot of people they can become our very important ambassador. So after they go back, they can spread out the news saying you have to come to Taiwan, you know, as early as possible. I think it's very important, essential part. How we you know tell more people, you know, you should come to Taiwan, you know, as a travel destination. Yeah. Now, I hope you don't think this is weird, but I read a little bit about your history, and I heard that uh-huh. your parents also ran a tour company in Taiwan. So you grew up actually in the tour business. Is this true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my parents also owned a travel business when I was a kid. They uh, still run it. So. They still yeah. run. They still run it. Yeah. Did they ever experience something similar to what's going on now with the COVID-19? Yeah, they do. Like in uh, 2003, I still remember I was in college. So the SARS area. Yeah, SARS period. Yeah. What did they do to survive? So what they do to survive is not doing anything. <laughs> I still remember. Yeah, when I, they asked me to go back. I was in Arizona. I went oh. to ASU. Yeah, so I still remember like, you know, it's really big impact though because nobody has income. But I think this time is very different because first of all, Taiwan has already have experience from SARS, not like states or Europe. Because last time SARS doesn't really pass to different destinations only in Asia, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, so no 
nobody has been experienced, including Japan. Japan has zero cases yet before. That's why I know everybody's lacking experience except Taiwan. So I think Taiwan is really maintained really well. The government has some response to the travel industry already, including the subsidies. Right. But the problem right now, the government responds to the travel industry, but they don't consider, we call it FID, the free individual traveler. They yeah. only consider the part of a GID called group individual traveler. Okay. So that's why as my Taiwan tour, we are acting real right now to talking with the government, how should we ask the government to consider like for example, for people doing the e-commerce, travel e-commerce, or you know, doing the job FIT, they should consider, you know, also try to subsidize to support those tour company in order to survive. Yeah, exactly. Because if the government didn't give out subsidies, then basically your tour group would go under, as would most every tour group in Taiwan, correct? Yeah, correct, yeah. So, say you weren't talking to the government. With the subsidies that are given now, how long would you say most tour companies have for this coronavirus to go for before they'd have big problems? So, I think most of the tour companies have a six-month mm-hmm. uh, cash flow. But the thing is, it's even worse than what we thought, what we expected before, because the government straight, the Tourism Bureau actually sent out a formal document us the tour companies start receiving work, you know, doing any business until the end of April. So we have an official document right now. So you're not even allowed to do business until the end yeah, of April? Yeah, we're not, yeah, until the end of April. So even if I, who have not left Taiwan in, you know, a year? Uh, people in Taiwan, okay, but you cannot receive any full records. Oh, Taiwan is going out, outbound business or inbound, okay, yeah. But quite, you know, two months, you cannot do any business, how any? For example, like people like us, we have almost 30 people. How can we survive? So what are you doing? Are you, Did you have to lay off employees? Are you still keeping all of your employees at the company? Uh, are you... So we are shifting uh, our angle to sure, like we can take care, uh, receive uh, Taiwanese traveling in domestic area. Okay, that's so we great. we are creating those products. <laughs> okay, that's great. You know, probably we should promote our package local foreigners. I, I didn't think of that before. So you said you've been talking to the government. So what is your ideal outcome that the government gives you, basically? I think we haven't received any response yet because it's very complicated. Like, you know, how do you subsidize to an individual company, especially not only a travel agency, need help. Also, like, for example, hotel industry, restaurant. So it's very complicated. It's not as simple as we, what we think. So... What we are urging the government to do is really do the strict subsidy to the salary. So instead, we just lay off people. So I think it's important to keep subsidizing the money to the employee. Otherwise, I don't think anybody can understand what, you know, upcoming. If everything going back, still, the disease won't stop until the end of June, I think we'll be 50% of a travel agency shutting down. So what's your prediction for the future for my Taiwan tours? Do you see yourself getting out of this mess? So what we think is, I think it's a good timing. Our, that's why I asked our engineer to keep developing uh, software for improve the efficiency of the for the tailor-made tour. Otherwise, I think it's the only way like going to digitalize. It's a really good timing. Everything goes digitalized. So we are also thinking, you know, once our rent for office, the contract ended, so we don't need to rent the office anymore. So we 
Oh, that's great. That's so, great. You know, yeah, you know, I think it's a, a great lesson, you know, we think about any innovative way to improve the efficiency and make sure everything is digitalized. So. When this new coronavirus care ends and subsides, are you going to get an office again? Or are you going to just keep people working from home? I will make sure to keep people working from home, but we will rent, a, like, for example, a small coffee shop to okay. have a tourist hotspot. Okay. So just for renting a place for people for gathering and stuff. Okay, yeah. and, and tell me, from your experience, from your experience all over Taiwan and back, what are your favorite destinations and what are the most popular destinations that people want to see? Still, uh, I think the best will be the Tarago Gorge. Yeah, Tarago Gorge. And I see a lot of people just going to hop on top of touring Tarago Gorge. But, for example, like I think Tarago Gorge, you can spend like two or three days you know, you go the in-depth, like, for example, trial, trails, and also, like, the Inatil Palace, and also, there's a, a lot of tribes history you can explore. So, I'll definitely recommend, yeah, Taiwan Watch. And I think it's a forgotten UNESCO site. Mm. Yeah. In the world, yeah. Mm, mm. What's a place that people are usually surprised by? Like, they've never heard of, but you bring them there, and they're like, wow, this is amazing. Oh, uh, like, do you know the I don't. On the way from Taipei to Hawaii, it's amazing, right? It's very similar to 70 Mile in California, right? Okay, so if people would like to know more about your company, tell me where should they go to learn more about it? Oh, uh, just go to uh, www.mytaiwantour.com. And you said you were working on another project as well? What is that? Taiwan Sea. So it's www.taiwan.com. Okay, so Taiwan Sea. I think it's a really good travel content site. You know, get to know more about Taiwan. Yeah. So it's www.taiwan/scene.com. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Okay. Well, thank you, Michael, so much for speaking with me. I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> okay. No problem. That's it for this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. I'd like to thank Michael again for speaking with me. And don't forget to tune in next week for an all-new episode. As always, remember to take care of yourselves. I'm Sheree Felice.